Welcome to Heels Handbags and Hustle. This is your host, Rachel Earp, and I'm so delighted you found my show. My podcast is dedicated to encouraging women in the workplace to become confident, secure, and inspired in their work and femininity. In my podcast, I candidly share my journey as a mom of two boys, one with Down syndrome, the struggles of parenting and balancing my career with mom life. And now, stay tuned for my latest episode. Be blessed, my friends. Hey, my friends. I'm so excited that you joined me for another episode today. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a little bit longer, just giving you a heads up. But I hope that you will bear with me because there is some really, really great content packed in this episode for you today. I have a very special guest that I have been so excited to bring on to my show. Um, My first and probably only male guest, (laughs) and it just happens to be my husband, Dale Earp. Now, the reason I wanted to do this episode together was because I've had a lot of questions over the years from people just wanting to know, how do you work with your spouse? And um, Dale and I have been a husband and wife team for over 10 years now. And we have built um, a beautiful company together from the ground up. Um, And it has just been a work in progress, something that I didn't join forces with until a couple years after he started his company. Um, But when we did and we linked arms, it just um, has been the biggest blessing in our lives. It's been a wonderful thing for our marriage. It's also been a very trying thing for our marriage. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But just to give you a background on Dale, um, Dale is originally from Philly and um, has done many, many things in his life. He is 36 years young, has built um, a successful empire, so to speak, a nationwide um, national marketing organization that started from our dining room table and grew to be exponential um, with the carriers. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. Um, But he also is an investor. He's a mentor um, and is also has been able to open other companies as well. So he is extremely entrepreneurial. And if you get the chance to ever meet him in person or just follow him on social media, you'll fall in love with his sense of humor. Dale has always looked at life um, with joy, honestly. And that was one of the things that I fell in love with first about Dale was just his ability to look at life and find the joy, find the funny stuff and not take life so seriously. He's always been a very positive person. And when you're around Dale, you just feel like you're uplifted. He's just hilarious. And I think some of that will come through in our conversation as well today. And you'll just get a kick out of hearing us talk, but we're gonna be talking about things that we feel in our hearts. And you may or may not agree with everything that we say, but we just wanted to share openly and honestly And just be very authentic about our approach to working together, our approach to marriage, because we have been through some really trying times that could have easily torn us apart many times over the years. But we chose our commitment and through all of that, we've been able to just come through as pure gold, so to speak. So I'm not going to keep talking because I want to get right into this. I can't wait for you to hear. I hope you enjoy it and I hope you'll let us know what you think. So stay tuned, friends. 
Okay, everybody, this is the show that you've all been waiting for. I have a very special guest of honor on my show today that's so weird to introduce you to my husband. But here he is, the one and only Dale Earp in the house. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Dale Earp coming at you. I am with my lovely wife, Rachel Earp. Ooh, his voice is just so magical. As beautiful, yeah, as beautiful as ever. So uh, we wanted to do, well, I actually wanted to do this like for a long time, but um, he's so busy that I had to like book out on his schedule like several months in advance just to do this for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all joking aside, today is a special episode that we're doing together because we're going to be talking about working with your spouse and we have been working together um 10 years now. We've been married 12 almost. No, it's been more than 10 years now. <laughs> Feels longer? <laughs> yep. Um, 10, year, 10 year anniversary of doing a podcast. We're finally doing it. <laughs> yes. Um, but with that being said, we've been through a lot of ups and downs and are building a business together. Well, originally began with Dale. So we'll start there. Once upon a time, there was this guy named Dale and um, we had a lot happen in our marriage when we first got married. Without getting into all the details of that, um, I, when we uh, were newlyweds, I was working for a hospital system up in New York, and Dale was working for... A background check company. Yes. So he was doing that, and I was doing my thing, and then he decided to launch his adventurous journey with <laughs> so when we um yes the duck yes the duck oh my gosh he would come home every day so hyped up so excited that he was doing aflac and i was just like okay like i've seen the commercials it's really cute but whatever <laughs> meanwhile um <clears throat> I ended up, we had our first little guy, which is our little Dale. And um, during that time of my pregnancy, um, I actually had complications and had to go on bed rest. So during that point in time, I finally wanted to know, like, what is it that you do, Dale? <laughs> so at this point, he had decided to move away from Aflac because we were barely barely scraping by, barely making any money at all. And I don't know if you want to talk about that. It was just considered another insurance agent coming into a building and saying the same song and dance. Getting kicked out, thrown out, hey, I'm yelled at. With, yeah, I'm, I'm dealing with the benefit center or whatever and going into businesses. And as soon as you started talking about, you know, the duck, <laughs> everybody, you know, knew you were the same exact person that was coming in, you know, 10 times a week. So. Um, started getting involved with other stuff. I was helping some seniors with their stuff, uh, their Medicare, their health insurance and stuff, age 65 and above. And um, United Healthcare actually reached out to me and talked to me about actually marketing the products and stuff. So I ended up uh, meeting somebody that actually does that. And I started getting involved with Medicare products and helping seniors. And then you found that was your niche. Yep, loved helping seniors. Uh, it was a very nice uh, individual market, just being able to one-on-one -on -one sit with, you know, husband and wife and actually help them with their Medicare and help them with something that they really, really need. Uh, it was pretty cool. And you knew you were actually doing something for the community. So. Right. And we both always had a soft spot for seniors. For me, um, 
It was always, I was very close to my grandparents and just, they were like the light of my life. I was around them all the time. And when Dale moved into, you know, away, well, I should say away from, you know, the group benefits and the AFLAC and the draining, pounding the pavement, you know, just, it was really, I was watching his little excitement fizzle out really quick. Indeed, <laughs> <laughs> it deflated. Let's just say you, it deflated. You, you want me to do the sound effects, right? Uh, yeah, you okay. have to do the sound effects. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> anyways. Um, so, yeah, when he started moving into the Medicare, and at this point, um, he opened a corporation, did everything all on his own. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, that what I remember he used to set up this little desk down in our basement and he worked in our basement, started writing applications. He was working, driving all over New York. And he used to take me with him because I was on um, bed rest, not able to work or be on my feet. So I started going with him. We went up to Niagara Falls. We went all over upstate New York, beautiful just, Finger Lakes. I just had to, uh, you have to tell me the other side though. I just had to make sure that I could afford to actually go up there. So <laughs> yeah. I had to make sure, sure that we sold insurance. <laughs> yes. Because if we didn't sell insurance, we didn't have the money to do it. No. So there was a lot of faith. Yeah. So at that point in time, he started building a little team right from our dining room table. He got a couple guys working under him and realized that he could build a little empire. Not, of course, understanding the grand scheme of things or fast forwarding to where we are right now. But you know, back then it was pretty cool. You know, I'll never forget those times because we would be eating dinner and guys would be ringing the doorbell and mm -hmm. knocking on the door. <laughs> yeah. Every single night. And it always happened at dinner time. <laughs> uh -huh. yep. But at least the guys were out working. Hey, that's right. So. So Boy, that's time, where it all began. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's hard to get people to work these days. So picture that, if you will. Um, we have a little baby. Dale's started this little business. I was working for a hospital system, had no clue about insurance. I was a preschool teacher before him and I met. So if that gives you an idea, and if for those of you who have been listening to me for a while, you've probably gotten to know my personality a little bit. I am not a salesperson at all, but however, my charming other half, better half, has been doing sales since he was nine years old. You want to talk about that? Selling newspapers. <laughs> what had, was the first thing that you sold? Paper out. Well, I don't know. Everybody's a sales. Everybody's <clears throat> really? A, yeah, everybody has sales experience. When you're a baby and you start crying, you want food, right? True. So, <laughs> it's an easy way to sell your so, mom on getting you food. <laughs> your babies are baby salespeople. <laughs> yeah. So, oh my God! No, I uh, started off. Uh, I guess my first job was uh, besides doing leaves and stuff like that for you know my mom and dad, and uh, getting the neighborhood kids to do it. <laughs> it was, uh, it was uh, look at you delegating. Yep, delivering newspapers and then started selling newspapers uh, door to door. I had to do collections every two weeks and collect the money from from all the people. And you were how old again? Nine. So, what made you as a little kid though want like most little kids? I don't think want a job like they just want to play and like not work <laughs> so some, what made you different somebody was very good in marketing because in the cartoon section of the newspaper every sunday i saw a little kid and he was throwing a newspaper it was, a, it was just a black and white picture of a kid and he was throwing a newspaper and he had a uh, like a i don't know like a canvas bag on his back and it was full of newspapers rolled up and it had all kinds of things on there as far as income and you can make money, you can get movie tickets and the stuff that, you know, kids love. 
Right. Um, some of it I didn't even understand what it was. It was it was talking about scholarships and stuff like that. I didn't know what that was, obviously at that age. But yeah, the seeing that every Sunday, I was begging my parents, begging my parents, and then my uh, my parents actually gave in, and uh, my mom ended up uh, scheduling a time for the district manager at the time to come out and sat down with us mm. at the dining, uh, dining room table, and I became a newspaper boy. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Wow. It's not cute waking up and at 4, that, 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> I, that takes a lot for that age. Like, there's no way I would have wanted to do something I had something a lot like of help. My mom, mm. she, you know, she was good for waking me up. And she, Aww. you know, Sunday she drove me around in the truck. Aww. And I would run. I didn't drive in the truck. Yeah. <laughs> so she would drive the truck with all the newspapers on it because the newspapers were so big. And she'd drive around and I'd actually chase the truck and run and drop the newspapers off on everybody's doorstep. So you did this before school or was this a summer job? Before school. Yep. Oh, wow. It was year long. Wow. Yep. So what did you do with every, your money? It was actually every day of the week, uh, except for Saturdays. Oh, okay. What did I do with my money? Mm-hmm. Candy. You bought candy? <laughs> I, bought, I bought a lot of uh, a lot of stuff for neighborhood kids. Um, I bought, you know, bikes, scooters. I, I bought my, I don't know how old I was. I was like probably, oh man, 11, 10 or 11. And mm-hmm. I bought a uh, uh, electric scooter. It was a little huffy. Oh, that's fun. Electric sco- uh, scooter at Sears. Oh, it was a special order. Days. They had one on the display, and I was like, I want it, I want it. It was 550 bucks. I'll never forget it. So how did that make you feel, being the age that you were and doing something like that Very and empowered. buying what you wanted? Very empowered. <clears throat> it felt good. So fast-forwarding a few years into your teen years, um, so how many, I'm sh- I, I already know this, but for those who don't know you, you had quite a few jobs. You've worn a lot of different hats. Yep. Um, what, tell, tell our listeners about them. I, do, I worked in produce at Gennardi's Family Markets. It's a big grocery store um, outside of Philly. Uh, I worked at Casanova's Kitchen. It was a uh, Italian kitchen. I did breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, I washed dishes, and then I worked myself up to a cook. Which he doesn't do that stuff anymore. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I just buy you the nice, expensive dishwasher. Um and a housekeeper. Right. <laughs> Do you want to tell them the whole story? Oh my gosh. Go on, go on, move on. <laughs> um, but no, I had, I've had a lot of jobs, um, especially- uh, You were a firefighter? Yep, a firefighter um, for a Trebos Fire Company uh, right, right outside of Northeast Philly. Um, I had- What was your biggest, like, first, talk about your, I know you've had like a lot of, like, jobs where you were probably there, what, like a year at a time, but what was like the, the most, the job that you were super proud of? landing like that was hard to land honestly all really um, yeah because every every one i learned so much from it i was able to take away and go to the next you know level of confidence and stuff like that to get other jobs that mm-hmm. i could never get if i didn't have the experience of the previous one right so i probably when i uh i was just uh, just about to turn 19 um i did an interview at uh Reedman's, which was a the largest car dealership in the world um went up there and i actually interviewed with david Reedham, Reedman himself what was that like? It, it was the, actually the easiest interview I've ever done. Um, he, really? He put his legs up on the table and um, he's actually, I'm going to tag him on this <laughs> because <laughs> we're friends on Aww. Facebook and he's going to, uh, he's going to hear he's this. Gonna that. I remember him putting his legs up, uh, just nonchalant and just said, so what do you like doing? And I was thrown off because I was <laughs> expecting, you know, what is your experience? Yeah, what is like- this? Do you know how to talk to people? That type of thing. And nope, he just wanted to know me. And it was uh, it was actually pretty cool because it was, it was something different. I'd, I'd never seen somebody do an interview like that. Everything's normally you know corporate and business and stuff. Um, so I told him I says I box 
And as soon as I told him box, he's like, oh, really? And we started talking about boxing and he's like, all right, you're good to go, buddy. And no way. That was, yeah, there was, uh, there was, it ended up being three total interviews to get the job, but yeah. um, that, that I guess, was a big one. Pass that in flying colors because he just wanted to see <laughs> me for me and see, you know, how so I talk. preparing for this interview, what did you wear? Suit and tie. Like, was, did you plan the out, plan it out? Was there certain colors you felt no, you needed to wear? Or I, you didn't care. At I the didn't time? know. Uh, yeah. That, at that age, I didn't it. know any of that stuff. Really? My dad, my dad never wore suits unless it was a funeral, that type of thing. So talk about um, your mom and dad older. a little bit. What what was your what oh, did man. your dad do? My dad was a uh, worked with wood. He was a foreman. Um, he worked himself up to a foreman at a uh, mill working firm. So he did a lot of like carpentry and worked with wood on uh, multi million dollar homes and stuff. Uh, it was called NK Freese and Sons. Uh, I was at it was actually in um, I can't think of the name of the area. It was outside of Ben Salem, um, mm-hmm. but it was uh, yeah Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. And, and was he entrepreneurial his whole life as well, no, or did he kind of move into that later? No, he did. He did that all his whole life. Uh, I know he went to tech school, um, you know, when he was in high school and stuff like that. Um, didn't do college or anything. So there's no, there was really no, there were actually was nobody in college mm. from my family either side. Um, but he ended up doing that, and then he he actually uh, that place closed down after <laughs> it was open over 100 years, oh, and wow. uh, it ended up closing down and. He ended up getting a job with uh, another company, just uh, I think it was like here and there work. And he ended up uh, doing uh, computers, started becoming, you know, somewhat big. And he actually started building computers. And mm-hmm. it was pretty cool because he'd actually go out to people's houses and fix their computers and everything. And he opened his own little company. It was called Decomputing. So mm-hmm. Very cool. So that's where the, uh, I guess, the entrepreneurial mm-hmm. thing comes from. Right. Um, he was new to it though. Nobody, <laughs> he yeah. actually kind of broke the mold on that because nobody on our family ever did anything like that on either side. Right. Nobody's ever done that. Everybody's always just worked for someone. Mm-hmm. So he did that. Um, I get a lot of the, uh, the learning things and stuff like that from my dad. Um, especially like jumping and just knowing that I can actually go in and do something. Um, the confidence as far as education and streets, you know, as far as going, going and finding something that I can actually learn on my own instead of going to college. Um, I know my parents were kind of against college. Sorry, I just hit your device. <laughs> we almost dropped that. <laughs> <laughs> just don't drop it in the wine. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> are we allowed to say that on here? No. So um, just learned learned a lot of that stuff as far as just learning things on my own instead of having to go to college and stuff to, to learn mm-hmm. things or, you know, learning from different different types of people that are very educated in their field. Um, right. and then you flip it the other way is with my mom, <laughs> that's all the sales and the talking to people and stuff, the communication mm-hmm. skills, um, street smarts and just, you know, knowing, um, people just literally knowing people. Um, she's been in a lot of sales positions, um, her entire life. Um, she, she did uh, housekeeping when she was younger and, uh, moved into a bunch of different things, but she always did her own thing. Um, she did work for a dealership. She sold cars for a little while. Um, and then she uh, worked at a funeral home and sold plots and stuff like that. Uh, but she's, she's been around different different areas. Right. And all of this to say it's interesting because you and I have such different, vastly different backgrounds and personalities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were talking about um, confidence and just having that ability to know that whatever you put your mind and your heart to, you, you'll make sure that it's successful. Not that we don't have times where we fail. Um, and you not having college. I went to college 
Oh, I know <laughs> when we got married, yeah. I knew that. <laughs> so he inherited my college debt. <clears throat> I thought that that was what I needed to do. And I think when you're younger, you don't know, you really can't make those decisions very well. Most of us anyways, can't. Um, and you know, we, we were had, we had that on top of everything else that we were struggling with. So we entered into our marriage with debt. Thanks to me. <laughs> um, it was so worth it. And though. that was tough for Dale because he, you know, didn't go to college. He did it. He worked. That was one thing he was just had always worked hard to not have debt and had a perfect credit score. I had never had a credit card when we got married. Um, I was very naive with a lot of things. So he had to teach me a lot. So, you know, we kind of jumped into everything, had our first kid. He opened a corporation. I ended up going on disability. Fast forwarding to back to where we started with this conversation. Um, it was at that point where I had lost my position at the hospital in New York. And I thought, you know what, I need to figure something out. I had gone with him, you know, when his travels and I fell in love with the idea that we could actually maybe work together um, because I love the freedom. I love the flexibility that we were starting to have. We were starting to make a little bit more money. Um, then when we first started out, like we barely had money for groceries and there were times our cabinets had nothing but a little packet of soup mix. I remember. Yeah, I remember my parents actually dropping uh, groceries off. Yes. And, uh, it was actually during the time they weren't doing so well. Yeah. And that meant everything because at the end of the day, when you're an entrepreneur and, and, and there's a lot of that word is very abused and misused, unfortunately, because I think everybody now calls themselves an entrepreneur. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we won't get off on that tangent, but a true entrepreneur um, is willing to make the sacrifices to look ahead at the bigger picture. And I know for me, I, I will admit I had my doubts. I questioned in my heart, like, is Dale doing the right thing for our family? Are we going to have to live like this forever? We were renting a little duplex in Corning, New York, barely making any money. We had a baby. We didn't even have a dining room table. We had no dining room table. We had our mattress on the floor for a while. Like we were just existing, but we were happy. Like it sounds weird, but we were happy. Um, and then, you know, everything started taking off with his business. And uh, I decided that I wanted to get licensed. Now, Back to the fact I was this college girl, had made straight A's in college on the dean's list, thought Dale passed the light. He never went to college. He barely graduated high school and he passed his test with, what, 96 or yeah. something yep. in New York, which was extremely hard. I thought, oh, this will be a piece of cake. So I studied for the course, took the course. At this time, we had moved to Pennsylvania and he had to drive me three and a half hours to take the state exam and I failed it. By one question. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. I was extremely upset because we had what? He was not happy. No money. Yeah, we couldn't afford to drive down that far. No. So I came out and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to tell Dale that I failed. I was so embarrassed. I was so mad. I couldn't understand why I had failed this stupid test. So I got in his truck and I was like, he's like, you passed, right? And I was like, no, I didn't pass. And he thought I was joking and he didn't believe me. Um, all this to say, I went back, studied, he drove me back down and I failed it again. 
<laughs> we can laugh about it now. But at that point in time, I took it as a sign that this was not meant to be. And I told it, well, this is this must not be meant to be because I'm not passing the test. It's not working out. And I wanted to give up. However, the fact that I had failed it twice made me so upset that I wanted to take it one more time just to prove that I could pass this test. And he, Dale was so gracious, drove me back down three and a half hours again, and I did pass it. And by that point, I realized, you know what? Not everything in life comes easy. Just because things don't always work out the first time does not mean it's meant to be. So I got licensed and I started, I became one of his brokers. So to give you a background on our company, ERP Enterprises, Dale founded it um, as originally starting off as having like a little agency, if you will. And he grew and advanced up the ranks, um, offering basically all of the different insurance companies pertaining to life, Medicare and health. So he obtained the contracts, uh, started recruiting like crazy, built a huge a little empire, and I became one of them. Um, so that's how I started. I went door to door, knocking on doors. That's what you used to do back then. Things have changed a lot now, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, it's so much easier, honestly, um, with how things are, but we won't get into that. So I became a broker and... Um, at this point, you know, when I started writing applications, I became one of his best brokers, didn't I, honey? Yeah, top broker. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine everybody's surprise. Um, who, who, who trained you? The Dale Earp. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I was so good. <laughs> he did. He trained me. He took me out in the field, showed me how to write applications, showed me how to talk to people. Um, and I went from being kind of basically I've always thought uh, myself as kind of an introvert um, and to just blossoming and being able to do things that I never, ever thought I'd be able to do. Um, and once our company started advancing, um, we bought an office and ended up doubling our office space within the first year. So we went from a small um, office to a huge office with a 55 person conference room where the carriers would come in and do training with our teams. And I moved up the ranks and became office manager. <laughs> <laughs> and I sat behind a desk at a little window and I would schedule Dale's appointments and just manage and doing what I actually really enjoyed. Um, but anyways, that's like the kind of the background so you guys can get an idea of our story. But what we really wanted to talk about today was um, how we were able to make that dynamic work. Because at the end of the day, when you go home from work with your spouse, you're still married. You have the burdens and um, stress of a family and children. Um, we had ended up having a second baby boy with a disability. He was born with Down syndrome and that completely changed our world upside down. Um, Dale had to run things by himself for a long time because I had to take off and, you know, run Zeke to doctor appointments. And we had to drive all over God's green earth where we lived at the time. We did not live in beautiful Southwest Florida. Um, but it was hard. And there were times when the stress would definitely cause us to butt heads. There were times when Dale would fire me <laughs> for not doing my job right. Notice how she said times. It was plural. Maybe every day you fired me at least <laughs> once a day. 
So coming from Dale's perspective, um, being obviously very entrepreneurial, a leader, uh, an influencer to bringing on a, a very shy wife with a college degree and all of this like clueless sense of not knowing how to run a business and all of that. What do you think, what were your thoughts with working together? How did you feel and why did you want to actually work with me? It was, it was just awesome knowing that, you know, there was no nine to five job. There was no all day you being away from me, especially with the kids and stuff. Uh, but at first it was just me. It was just being able to pull you away from something that you basically sat at a desk all day and had to deal with, you know, weird people coming in and checking in for their appointments. Uh, she can tell you guys <laughs> a lot of stories. Lots of stories. Um, but just being able to, you know, in the back of my head, knowing that my wife was actually, you know, more, I'm going to say protected, more um, able to just work together and, you know, work things through and kind of grow together instead of uh, most people trying to do their own thing and have their own identity. I like to actually, you know, um, like the Bible says about, you know, becoming one flesh, being able right. to do stuff together and actually grow together instead of growing separately. And I think a lot of the people mm -hmm. today, they look at themselves as, you know, me and me, me, me. And, you know, they call it what the me generation. Mm -hmm. But you have husband, husbands and wives that they just they get married for God only knows what reasons outside of the main reason that you're supposed to get married. And they they kind of just do their own thing. They're their own people. They're their own person, which which is fine to an extent. But um, it's just like you with working and stuff. It's you being able to, you know, still do insurance and us work together. But you could have your own identity as you doing sales or you doing office work. You got to choose pretty much anything you wanted to do just mm -hmm. up, up until this day. You do these podcasts and you do a lot of different things um, on your own. And it's your identity. It's who you are. And it's worked out perfectly. Well, I like the fact that you mentioned One Flesh. Um, and for those of you listening, we do have a biblical approach to it as Christians. Um, we look at things a little bit differently and that has affected. And I will say that has been the foundation of why we were able to make it through the really, really hard times Absolutely. and the stress of running a business and then merging together. But at the end of the day, when it comes to working with your spouse, it is so important to remember that it is not it is not about who did what and who does what more and, you know, keeping track of, well, you I can't, I did this today and I did this, this and this and you didn't. And what have you done all day? And because you're working together towards the same goal. Yep. Uh, so one of the things that always stuck in my head was something my dad said when I was actually young, too young to actually get married. <laughs> um, he told me that if you ever want to have a, you know, on a, uh, I'm going to say human standpoint, have the perfect marriage, it's finding a woman that's actually going to live her life for you and that you're going to actually live your life for that woman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to this day, this is, this is basically the, rela the relationship that we have is, um, like you said, we, we do things together. So just because you do the dishes doesn't mean that you're sitting there looking at me or in your heart thinking, uh, you know, Dale, you, you have to do the wash now, or, you know, you have to do this, or if you go on vacation, I have to go on vacation and, and stuff like that. It's, it's just not, it doesn't work. Because at the end of the day, when you are one flesh, you are feeling and experiencing and going through the same thing. Like it sounds weird, but it really, it's, it becomes, I think 
a lot of times the sad thing about marriage in particular going on that subject is people, like you said, sometimes they just don't understand marriage or they marry for the wrong reasons or they get impatient and then they pick someone that they really were not meant to be with. But even on the, on the heart, on the easy days, you know, when you are committed to your marriage, it, it comes down to realizing that it's not all about yourself and, it's not that we don't, we can't have our own personalities and our own identities. It's just that your identities start to merge because you do feel when, like when Dale's hurting or he's struggling or he's in pain, my heart hurts for him and I feel his pain. And the same thing when we rejoice together, we cry together, we sometimes we'll still butt heads because we think differently. We have two separate brains. <laughs> my brain might be a little smaller than his. <laughs> no comment, Dale. <laughs> Um, but it, it's a beautiful, um, just way that you kind of mesh together and it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen from the very beginning. It, it's kind of weird as you go through things and as you work through your battles and you have your arguments and your disagreements, but you make up at the end and you decide it's a decision and it's a choice. It's not always a feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's that our commitment to each other has what has made us faithful. And it's what has made us realize that at the end of the day, no matter what, the love is so deep. So that is all in itself one thing. But when you work together and you're around each other all the time, that's when you start to get on each other's nerves. <laughs> <laughs> so I am a, uh, I have a very different, like I've said before, personality and I do drive Dale crazy because I am, have a tendency to be more impulsive and do things without thinking them through. Whereas Dale takes his time. He does all this research. I get annoyed at that because I'm like, we don't need to do that. Is this really necessary? <laughs> Um, so he approaches decisions more cautiously and more thoroughly than I do, but I do bring, I always, I always tell Dale that I'm kind of the string to his kite sometimes though, because <laughs> he has a tendency to just like shoot for the moon. And I'm just like, well, I don't know. I get a little, I like need to know why. So I think, I think sometimes when you're both completely different, it can work out really well. And I've had a lot of people tell me like, oh my gosh, I could never work with my husband because I would kill him. <laughs> How <laughs> I, did, what do you I, feel? I never felt that. <laughs> I, I just, I, the whole firing thing. Um, I, it was all joke. It was just, uh, you know, all fun. We but actually, what, when I try your patience though, <laughs> when I drive you crazy, what, what do you do to kind of battle that i guess in your mind breathing oh breathing <laughs> breathing, <laughs> breathing techniques people breathing Great. um no there's a lot of it's just communication um it all everything in life is it comes down to a communication um barrier that you know people put up um they put up their wall and they don't allow people to actually talk to them about their problems and stuff and it goes vice versa um so certain things that would drive me nuts that you used to do it was just it's more um, I mean, you, you know how I am with stuff. It's just, you actually, you talk to the people, you communicate and I let you know how I'm feeling and you know, what, what my brain is basically trying to accomplish. And then you explain yourself. And if you're both sides are able to actually talk and the Bible talks about reasoning amongst each mm -hmm. other, if you're able to reason together, you know, at the end of the day, most of the time, it's going to work out that you, you would understand, like, if I'm good at business, 
you're going to, you're more apt to actually, you know, calm down and go, you know what, Dale, you're probably right. Or, you know, if, uh, if it's something with like seniors or something like that, and it's handling them a certain way, maybe you're better at something like that. So, um, we were just able to work together. And it's not a competition. Never, ever, 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 ever. And I think that's that if, if those of you listening could take anything away from our conversation today, it's, it's that right there. Don't compete with your spouse because it's, it shouldn't be about that when you, the moment that you begin to feel that you need to outdo your spouse or you need to, um, you know, try to gain more attention or, you know, rise up the ranks quicker, whatever, that's when you lose the whole identity and true meaning and purpose of why you work together in the first place. And that's when you get off track and you end up, it doesn't work. You end up, it just, it splits you apart. And that's hard because we live in a society where they're always building up, you know, and I think I'm going to talk from a woman's perspective. I struggle with that a lot because I came from not really having a clue about business or um, the entrepreneurial thing that was very foreign to me um, to Dale teaching me, training me, building me up. And then all of a sudden here I was this completely different woman. I liked it. I loved the, that I had abilities I didn't know that I had. And then you start following authors and celebrities or, you know, business women that basically tell you, you don't need a man. You don't need your husband or like whatever. You can just go off and do it all on your own. And while some of that might be true for me, at the end of the day, and I will tell anybody all day long, I couldn't do what I do without Dale. And I say that because he supports me. He cheers me on. He encourages me. He fixes a lot <laughs> when I mess up. Um, and I like to think that I do the same thing for you in different ways, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think if you stop making it all about a competition, work on your strengths and your abilities and how I, I try to think in my head, okay, how can I help Dale? How can I help him and enhance what he's doing, use my gifts and abilities to complement him. It, it really, that that's the beautiful thing about working together is you complement each other. Mm -hmm. So the things that Dale, like I am a really, I am good at writing. I love to write. Um, so that, those are ways that I found that I could help and, and just, you know, it was easy. It came natural for me. Dale's actually a good writer too. Um, but for me, it just, it's quicker. It's more natural for me. Um, Dale is good at talking to people. I'm not. So when we would go out to events and things like that, Dale would introduce me to people. And I was more of like the softer side of Dale. Dale can be a little on the, um, what's a better, another word for overly confident, <laughs> cocky. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hey, everybody, I'm here. <laughs> uh, for those of you who have known Dale in person, you're going to laugh at this because Dale definitely um, does not lack that confidence. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not afraid to say his opinion where I was always the type that would kind of either shut my mouth or morph my opinion to other people's opinions because I wanted people to like me. <laughs> it goes into a lot of uh, leadership, leadership, uh, being able to lead families and stuff like that. Um, lead the organization. Um, it gets into like different, a lot of it. I mean, you start talking about a lot of that stuff. It goes into a leadership role. Right. So expand on that. As far as wife and marriage, just having a wife and being married and being in business and stuff like that. Um, it was never, it was never something that 
uh, Rachel had done as far as business or sales or anything that basically everything that we were doing with the business. So a lot of it was just me being able to lead correctly and not, um, you know, not lead and be one of them, uh, you know, I don't even know how you call it, like well, a jerk leader. Yeah, but, I mean, it's it, it. I think of it as you steering the ship. Right. Like you're you're guiding it where it there's needs to go. Cap, there's, there's only one captain. Yeah, because I only, that's how I look at like, you. You know, one chief with the yeah. Indians. It's and like, that's okay. If I got, if I decided, well, I want to be captain and I pushed you out of the way and tried to steer the ship and yeah. had no clue what I was doing, we would sink. And it's in 2022. <laughs> it's, that's definitely. That's a hard thing to say. But. Yeah. It's a, it's definitely an issue nowadays with couples and stuff like that going into marriage and um, especially being married, you know, 10 years, 10 years later, um, things just developing later on because they just, they weren't doing it from the beginning. So Right. You know, they, they started a business maybe before they were married or they did something and they had yeah. that identity before yeah. that. Um, so how they, does that work then? What would you, what advice would you give to somebody who, you know, most of the, most of the stuff comes down to communication. Once again, it's uh, a husband and wife. It's just like when we were working together and stuff, you know, at the end of the day, it was uh, that I took that leadership role. Same thing with our family with, uh, you know, having a wife and two boys, it's, being able to lead the household and go where it needs to go and direct it, just like you said, with the captain of the ship. Um, and you've and always not, not asked, being afraid of that. Right. Because yeah, today it's, they've kind of beat down the idea of the man being the, the head of the household type. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, a lot of people call it traditional marriage. A lot of people talk about different things with that. Um, but it's, it's just basically like a biblical background of um, men being able to lead their house and, you know, it's just like you with the podcast and stuff. I don't, I don't do podcasts. I don't know pod, you know, I, I've listened to, you know, some of the podcasts out there, but it was never, that's not my strong point in life is podcasts and stuff. So I'm able to come to you and say, Hey, could you teach me this? Or, Hey, mm -hmm. you know, if you want me on your podcast, I'd be happy to be on there, but you have to tell me Yay! what to do. And here you are. <laughs> but I, going back to how God originally created man and woman, um, for those of you who may not know this, or maybe you do and you've not thought about it so much. I'm going to mention this because when God created Adam, he created Adam first. And then he took one of Adam's ribs and he created Eve out of, the, out of Adam, out of his flesh and bone. He created the woman and he, God said that she would be his help. And that clear back before I ever got married uh, and I knew this story, I, my heart yearned for that and thought that was so beautiful. I never thought of it as being, ew, like, why would God not have created a woman like on her own? Why did he God? Why did God do that? And if you really think about God and God did everything for so many, for so much reasons, he doesn't do anything thoughtlessly. He had a purpose and even deeper reasons than probably any of us could really understand. But throughout the entire Bible, um, God had so much in there that you can get from why he did why he what he did. And I think there was a re very, very special reason that he took his rib because it's like in the center of Adam and it's like close to his heart. And I think, I mean, there's so many ways you could go into that, but I think it's actually a beautiful thing. And when I realized that and when I got married and I, I still, I'm not perfect with it, but I embraced that idea that I, I have a special role. And when I help Dale, 
he is more successful. He is able to do more things. We all benefit from it as a family. And I can be proud of that. It's not something that I need to be ashamed of. And I can willfully and strong, strongly just admit and say, hey, I'm, I'm meant to be his helper. And, you know, being a helper doesn't mean I'm his slave. It doesn't mean I'm his doormat. It doesn't mean that I don't have a unique, you know, personality or reason for being created. It just means that that's how God wanted it to be. And when we do it the right way, it, it's, it's definitely beautiful. It works. It works. So that's a kind of a piece of advice that I would give, you know, listen, those of you listening to embrace whatever it is, the gifts that God gave you, your identity and your role in your marriage. And if it's a dysfunctional marriage that maybe it's not been that way for you, maybe that all of that doesn't come naturally. Maybe there's been a lot of conflict or maybe you've come from circumstances and backgrounds differently than ours. We're not saying that it's a one size fits all approach, but we can say that if you, like Dale said, communicate and have one goal and work together because two are better than one. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I, I've always thought that was so cool. Um, when you look at it that way, you can you can accomplish great things. And our business soared and we went from barely affording anything <laughs> at all, furniture, groceries, to living the, a beautiful life that we've always wanted. Do you have anything else to add to that? No, you actually summed it up pretty well. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, do you have yeah. any other tips? Or- no, it's, it's just uh, just going back to the the 2022. It's just people have created these these things in their head that these things don't work, and um, a lot of the a lot of the movements um, you see a lot of the movements that are out there that are pushing women to be their own identity, but they're going so far with it, it hits a point where it's you know they're separate be like separate beings. They're it's like they're they're kind of like living separately it's mm-hmm. and it just gets weird because you're not there to help each other you're not there to pick each other up so um a lot of the times when i fall or i have a bad day or something like that i come home you know the joy is coming home to my wife and kids and being able to you know see you guys and you be able to you know um say everything's going to be okay that just just making sure that everything's okay with me and it goes both ways it goes back the other way where you know you might have a bad day with people um, you might have a bad day at the office. You might have a bad day with an old friend. You might have um, just anything could happen. And when you have that bad day, I'm there to pick you up. So um, just being a support for for each other instead of, you know, separating and just saying, well, you need to go see a therapist or, well, you know, you need to go do this. You should be able to talk together and be able to walk together and actually get through things together. Right. So true. And um, I think, too, Um, Another good point to bring up is boundaries, because when you do work together or you run a business together, um, whatever that looks like for you, it's sometimes it's easy to mesh all of it together where you forget that you're husband and wife and you start acting like coworkers or, um, you know, entrepreneurs just doing the grind. You come home, you talk about work at dinner, you talk like all you can think about, eat and breathe is your work. And Dale and I didn't at the beginning always understand or think about that like we should have and it burn us out. And we had to really focus and real and work together to make time for, okay, like at dinner, we're not going to talk about work. We're going to just 
enjoy family time. Now there were times Dale had to go take a call or, you know, I was running late on an appointment or whatever, but you do need to make time for each other and for your marriage always has to come first. So if business and working together is getting in the way of your marriage or it's causing stress on your marriage or, you know, whatever that may be, then you need to stop and remember that at the end of the day, you're married. Mm -hmm. That's more important and if you focus on strengthening your marriage and your relationship, then the work will start to get better. Your work relationship will improve because you're respecting each other. And respect is a very, very important and it's a lost art these days. Right. People don't understand how to show respect. And I feel, especially for men, that they need respect. And um, that's something that... I think a lot of times that as, as women, we feel like, oh, well, if you want my respect, then you need to earn my respect. Yeah. And it turns into this, you know, um, competition, again. competition. It turns into a lot of strain on arguing and figuring out, well, what does that mean? And for, I will just from a woman's perspective, there's times I don't always show respect to Dale like I should. And there's times I let my, you know, things he does get in the way of that because we do disagree sometimes. But then I remember at the end of the day, I still need to show him and choose to show him respect because that's what you're supposed to do. And when I do that, even when I don't feel it, <laughs> there's times I, you know, throw a tantrum or I, I normally don't throw tantrums. I normally run away and hide no, and walk no, away. You, <laughs> you, you, you get very quiet and then I know something's wrong. So, um, so it, go, he, it goes back into the communication and talking yeah. and getting through things together. Um, one thing that I have learned over the years is, um, especially coaching different people, um, is being able to get them to breathe before they say some, something. Um, because a lot of, a lot of couples, one of the things that, <coughs> excuse me, one of the things that you guys do, um, in a marriage uh, that I've I've done, I can't even count how many times, um, is just being able to breathe before you actually say something and just take a deep breath and then say something. Think about what you're going to yeah, say. Yeah, because it's just that one breath, though, it shuts you down from actually just, you know, spitting something out that might, be, might not be the best thing to say. Um, and a lot words of people, can be inflammatory. Yep. The Bible talks a lot about that. Um, words are, are a big thing and words hurt. Word, it, yeah. It can be, um, what does he say? Tame your tongue, stuff like yeah. that. It's just people, people immediately say something, especially if you're angry, if you're upset, uh, people will, you know, spout something out so quick that it, it ruins relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, so being able to just take a breath and, you know, think about what you're saying, uh, before you say it is huge. Right. Um, and that's helped uh, a lot of people that I've counseled and stuff, especially marriage. Um, that's, that's one huge thing that's helped. And I going into a list a little bit deeper without getting weird and awkward, <laughs> but um, their intimacy is very important and it, it's on all different levels. There's there's different ways to define that, but don't don't let work and life and kids and stress keep you from the intimacy because that is at the end of the day what makes you close and what makes you forget that you know, you were mad. <laughs> it breaks the ice. It, you know, it just, it's that 
connection. You got into this conversation pretty quick. Yeah, it's <laughs> I, I, I think it's very important. And I, you know, sometimes the stress in life and I think for women, it's sometimes it can be a little harder for us women. I think we're, we're wired a little bit differently than guys. Maybe if you, maybe you don't have that problem as a woman, but, <laughs> um, but for most of us, um, we want to just kind of put that on the back burner. We don't feel like it. We're, you know, let's face it. We, as women, we have a lot of stuff that goes on where we're tired or we're, oh, you know, we have to deal with the kids. I don't feel like, you know, just spending that time, but it's just about it. Intimacy is about talking and it's about being close, showing affection, like all the things. And don't, don't forget to do that too. Um, that makes, that makes marriage fun and it makes it where you remember why you married that person in the first place. So I I just want to touch on that too, because I think that is very important. That's always been an open communication with us being able to talk about that stuff. Yeah. How we feel. Yep. So that is our little, um, spiel on (laughs) working together. And, um, was so excited to bring Dale on because um, I think he has an incredibly nice voice. Um, <laughs> I say that because we had a long distance relationship um, where before we ever met in person, we were writing each other and call, talking to each other on the phone. And that was the first thing that I fell in love with Dale was his voice. <laughs> um, anyways, um, but you, I would encourage you guys to follow Dale. Um, his Instagram is I am Dale Earp. He is, has such a huge following. He's an amazing leader and influencer, super funny, always has these hilarious faces and ways, ways that he likes to take pictures with people. <laughs> Follow him and you'll see what I'm saying. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm really excited and honored that you could be my one and only I'm male guest on my show. <laughs> Because I remember really? you, said, you said that from oh. the beginning. You're like, it's only women on my show. This is. I a- was a stickler with that. <laughs> this was just to encourage women. But I hope, you know, I know probably the biggest portion of my listeners has always been women. But I hope for my female listeners out there that it gives you some ideas and things to think about. If maybe you've thought about joining your husband or maybe you want your husband to join you, I just want you to know that it's possible. It can be an amazing experience. Don't let all the naysayers discourage you or make you think that it doesn't, it doesn't have to work for you just because it didn't work for somebody else. Right? Exactly. <laughs> um, but we're, we've kind of gone, this is the longest episode I think I've done. So I and think that has nothing gonna... to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, but we're going to wrap it up. I hope this was helpful. Um, once again, I, I want to invite you to, to follow Dale and you can get to know his journey on a deeper level that way. Are there any last words of wisdom or advice, Dale, that you want to give our listeners? No, I just wanted to thank Mrs. Earp for having me on the sh- podcast. <laughs> oh, it's been awesome. I think this you. is a great idea. Helps a lot of different people out there. Um, I've heard a lot of women out there, um, you know, just just through social media and stuff like that, being able to talk about how much you've helped them um, and how much you're able to guide them and stuff. And I think we both have that same heart that we want to help people out there. And a lot of people, sometimes, especially with me, I know everybody knows that you try to help people, um, but a lot of people, <laughs> they, they think that I'm this tough guy and uh, I don't even know. You're the cocky Dale. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... so cocky and <laughs> I have heartless. so much confidence that I am heartless and I, I You're don't just care. a big teddy bear, Dale. But, uh, I would have to actually admit I'm a big teddy bear. I know my um, my family's uh, was always called, all the Dales were called bears, which is funny because mm. <laughs> after I got married, she calls me the teddy bear. 
You are but, a teddy bear. So uh, cuddly. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we like helping people. Um, you, yeah. can, you can definitely uh, check out our websites and stuff. We do a lot of uh, um, outreach with the communities and stuff like that. We're national. Uh, we're going worldwide with uh, our new software mm -hmm. company. So um, we, have, we have a lot of yeah, we have a lot of different countries that are following uh, my profile and stuff like that. So it's been it's actually been really cool. And we yeah. love to travel too. I just want to yep. throw that in there. Yep. <laughs> that has been a beautiful thing that this that working together has allowed us to do is travel. Mm -hmm. yep. And we've been able to, you Unwind. know, yeah, and, and relax together, together, enjoy the fruits of our labor. And mm -hmm. we know that we worked for this. We worked hard for this and it's okay to celebrate that and it's okay to enjoy that. And that there's one thing that you've always said, and that's one of your main hashtags on your social media is one life, mm -hmm. live life yep. because you only get one. Live your life. You only get one life. Yep. Yep. So on that note, guys. Thank you so much for listening, for putting up with our rambling, um, our heart, just sharing our hearts. You may not agree with everything that we said, but we hope this encouraged you today. And I hope you will stay tuned for our, my next episode. I have some really exciting guests lined up that I can't wait to introduce you to, but I do have to say Dale Earp is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being on my show today, Dale. Thank you. All right, my friends, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation today. It was completely off the cuff. <laughs> um, we just sat there together on our um, living room couch and just shared with you our hearts and how we feel. And I hope that this was able to bring some light into your life and maybe helped you just think about things from a different perspective. I am so glad that you were able to bear with us. I know it was a lot longer than most of my episodes on my podcast, but I felt that we just needed that extra time. And it was such an honor having Dale on my podcast. I just have to say that, of course, I'm his biggest fan, but also it, it wouldn't be possible for all of this to even happen without him. And I say that humbly because he has been such a huge part of my life, such a huge support. And I'm just so excited that we could do this. So I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, if you'd like to tune into other episodes that I have done just to kind of give you a little bit more of a background on me or what my podcast is all about, please head on over to my website, rachelerp.com. And my last name is spelled E-A-R-P. And I realize that sometimes I don't really say that and not everybody knows how to spell ERP. <laughs> so check it out, guys. And if this podcast has meant something to you, would you please just take a moment to leave me a review on whatever podcast platform that you're listening on? It would truly mean so much to me and it helps me keep going and bringing you more episodes like this one. So until next time, be blessed, my friends, and thank you so much for your support. <laughs>